About 250 years ago, in the city of Lemberg in Poland, lived a well-known family named Bril. The people of the city knew that the family name was connected with a very interesting story. It was a happy day for the family when the family was blessed with a baby boy. The parents celebrated this event in the traditional way with a shalom zachar on the Friday night before the bris milah, and of course with the festive bris milah ceremony, bismana, on the eighth day after the birth. Both ceremonies were attended by relatives and neighbors and were very happy times indeed. But their happiness was short-lived. The parents soon began to notice that the baby's beautiful eyes were just staring without seeing. The parents realized that their baby was blind, Loyalenu. The parents asked expert eye doctors, but none could help. The baby was born blind. There was no cure. The parents accepted the sad situation, grateful to Hashem to have the baby, even if the baby could not see. They poured all of their love into the child and were totally devoted to this baby boy, who they named Michael. When Michael was three years old, he had his absharnish, and his father engaged the Malamid to begin teaching Michael everything that a Jewish boy should know. Michael had to be taught everything by heart. As we know, he couldn't see to read from a sefer. But he was a bright boy and eager to learn and had a remarkable memory. Whatever the Malamid taught him was immediately absorbed by him and remained in his mind. As he grew, Michael memorized all of the davening from the Siddur. Then he went on to learn Chumash and Mishnayas. By the time he became a bar mitzvah, he was as smart as any boy his age, and often even a little bit more, and he was always eager to learn. At home, Michael knew where everything was and where it belonged. Anyone who would look would not suspect that Michael couldn't see. He could walk through the house and pick up anything he wanted. When he went outdoors, his younger brother would hold arms with him to guide him on his way. Michael was very well known, and everyone greeted him in a friendly way. He would always respond with a cheery greeting and a big smile. He remembered names and voices of people that he had met only once or twice, and he would amaze them by addressing them by name. Michael had a special love for books. Even though he couldn't read any of them, he loved to go to a bookcase, take out a book, and run his fingers over the covers and over the pages in between. He would smooth out any crumpled or folded pages. Finally, he would give the safer a kiss before putting it back in the shelf. One day, Michel asked his younger brother to take him to the main base medrash in town. He had never been there before. As the boys came in, the Rav was giving a shear in medrash. Michel sat down to listen. He was able to follow the lecture, which he really enjoyed. After the shear, he davened with a minion, with special devotion, feeling particularly grateful to Hashem for enabling him to learn Taira and daven, even though he was not sighted. After davening, 
All the people began to leave the base Medrash, but Michal was in no hurry. He asked his brother to lead him to the bookshelves. The first book he touched was a big, heavy volume. It felt dusty and old. He took it to a bench, sat down, and began to turn the pages slowly and gently, while his brother sat near him, reading a different sefer. Suddenly, Michal could feel something between the pages. He took it in his hands and felt that it was a case, a small case with a lid. As he opened it, he found it contained a pair of glasses. Michal took the glasses out, unfolded the arms, and put them on. He was curious to know what it felt like to wear such things. But no sooner had he put the spectacles on his nose, all of the darkness disappeared and everything lit up with a blaze of light. He could see. He could see the book he was holding. He could see the base medrash, the bima, the aron kaidesh. And then as he turned his head at the end of the bench he was sitting on, he saw his dear younger brother for the very first time reading a book. Mikhail was too shocked to deal with it, so he quickly took off the glasses, put them back in the case, and everything returned to the darkness that he was so comfortable with. He put the glasses in his pocket and put the heavy book back on the shelf and asked his brother if they could return home. As they walked, his brother asked him, Are you cold, Mikhail? No, why do you ask? Mikhail, are you shivering? Mikhail didn't answer. He was so stunned, he was afraid to say anything. He needed to think it through. When they reached home, his parents realized right away that something was wrong. They asked him what had happened. He said, everything's fine, Baruch Hashem. They could see that his hands were trembling and his face was pale, so different from his usual lively self. His parents were concerned, but they left Michal alone, certain that when he was ready to tell them, he would. After everyone went to bed and Michal was alone, he carefully took out the glasses case, removed the glasses, and put them on his face. And again, his vision returned. So Michal knew that it was real. It was not a dream. For several days, Mikhail kept the secret to himself. Finally, he decided that there was no purpose in keeping the secret from his family anymore. So he told them. At first, they could not believe that such a thing could happen. They thought perhaps Mikhail's imagination was playing tricks on him. But when Mikhail was able to show them that he was actually seeing everything clearly and in detail just the way they could, the family was, of course, overjoyed. Mikhail now wore the glasses all the time. He was afraid to take them off in case through some misfortune the miraculous quality of the spectacles would come to an end and he would no longer be able to see. Mikhail now began to learn to read letter by letter, word by word. He already knew the tefillahs by heart, so reading came easy to him. He also quickly learned to read Chumash and Rashi and all of the other Sfarim that he had learned by heart. 
Word about Mikhail's recovery of his vision through a pair of spectacles spread quickly and became the talk of the town. Everyone wanted to see Mikhail. They could hardly believe their eyes when they saw him walking down the street. They could hardly believe their eyes when they saw him walking down the street all by himself or found him learning from Svarim in the base Midrash with those spectacles resting comfortably on his nose. Everyone agreed that Mikhail was such a worthy person. Mikhail was understandably drawn to the thick holy book in which he had found the spectacles. He could read the printed pages, but he found it difficult to understand their contents. The title page was missing. He did not know the name of the Sefer or the author. He didn't know whether the glasses belonged to the author or to some other tzaddik who had learned from the book. Mikhail asked everyone in the base medrash if they had ever seen the glasses before, but nobody had. He used to ask people, Do you recognize these brillen? Brillen is Yiddish for glasses. So people began to call him Mikhail Brillen. Eventually, Mikhail's last name became Brillen, which he later shortened to Brill. Mikhail made a hachlata, a firm resolution, that he would make sure he was always worthy of Hashem's gift of vision. He devoted himself to learning Taira and doing mitzvahs with pure simcha. At 18 years of age, he became married to the daughter of a merchant and Tamit Chacham. Mikhail and his kala were supported by Mikhail's father-in-law for several years, so Mikhail could learn Taira without having to worry about a parnasa. Later on, as Mikhail's family began to grow, he joined his father-in-law in business. He was very successful and was happy to give a lot of tzedakah and help the needy in many other ways. Mikhail Brill lived to be a very old man, left behind a good name with a considerable fortune for his heirs and four institutions of Taita and Staka. After the week of Shiva for Mikhail Brill, his heirs got down to the business of sharing out the estate. Everything was settled quickly and smoothly until it came to the problem of who would inherit their father's miraculous glasses. The brothers began to bid for it, and soon they were outbidding each other until one of them offered his entire share of the inheritance for the glasses. The glasses were going from hand to hand, and then in the midst of the excitement, somebody dropped the glasses, which shattered into many pieces. The problem was now resolved. Each one received a piece of their father's wondrous glasses. Thank you.